This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91. The same idea of, in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Welcome to Market Scale Software and Technology. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, the world revolves around data, but there's one form of data that's kind of nebulous, uh, and yet it's prevalent in every single thing that every single company does around the world. And that untapped piece of data is speech, the human voice. We communicate so many subtle nuances and inflections in the way that we speak to other people in our everyday conversations. It's, an, it's a massive untapped resource. To get your mind around just how much data there really is that's not being captured, we had to call in an expert. And fortunately for us, he had some time today. I am, of course, talking about the CEO for Oryx, Steve Kaiser. Steve, how are you today? Great, Sean. Thanks for having us on here. It's a pleasure. I don't think I oversold. You're talking big, big numbers. That's correct. The acronym DX stands for Digital Transformation. And that's, I guess, a fancy way of saying you're going to use your data in ways to extract value from the interactions you've had with your customers. And so that would include text, email, voice, video, uh, etc. And when you look at the significance of voice, and I'll just try and put my uh, put a little boundary on it, uh, if you just took the top three call center markets in the world and uh, did some math on the number of words that are spoken in those call centers, it's in excess of 120, maybe to 150 trillion words that are spoken every year in these call centers. And until these words are captured, and then convert it into text, categorized, so further meaning and value can be extracted for them. They're really just just in the ether, not doing much for the company. And so uh, we see the importance of playing a, playing a role in helping organizations uh, structure and organize the, their spoken information so they can they can act upon it. And so that's like at a, at a high high 10,000 foot level, what digital transformation is about and the role we see ourselves playing in it. And that is a huge piece of any company's business. When you stop and think about it, uh, a, a call center technician or an operator can take down notes as clearly and accurately as they can, but they're going to miss something. They just are. And that little drip of lost data multiplies exponentially at a ridiculous rate. This has probably been a known challenge for years, and we're just now figuring out the best ways to utilize and capture this data? Well, I think there's probably a, uh, a couple a couple points to make on that. The first point is uh, there have been uh, people... Uh, doctorates and speech uh, data scientists and, and people that are very 
very attuned to the value that's inside of this information or in, inside of the, the conversations. What's unleashed it, uh, I guess, probably pretty simply put, is that when the cloud was built or the cloud, the ubiquitous cloud that, that people throw out there, uh, cloud gives you essentially unlimited ability to scale your your software and uh, the ability to uh, uh, scale, be elastic, and do it at a price point that makes sense. So these companies that had all this expertise, that had to go hand sell a particular customer, their part of their speech analytics or voice biometrics, whatever it might be, now has access to all that CPU uh, in the clouds, unlimited scale, it gives them the ability to, to vastly, exponentially improve the way they can deliver and accelerate the delivery of their solutions. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I think the second part that has a lot to do with that too is that uh, uh, as the world has improved and has moved towards open standards on the internet and on the network and on the telephony side, uh, more attention has been paid to the, the quality and fidelity of the spoken word. And as that improves, that also improves the outcomes that you achieve from uh, uh, taking your voice and providing structure and meaning to it. So I think those two things together has helped uh, create a, a new market, if you will, or maybe accelerate the, the awareness that has been, has been out there, but it's accelerated at a scale and give access to people that couldn't have access to this before because they couldn't afford to do it. So both from a supplier perspective and from a customer perspective, that, that value is there and can be achieved for you know pennies a minute. If you can spend pennies a minute to achieve some of this digital transformation on the voice side but extract dimes of value, then it's a pretty good trade-off. So that's, that's, that's what you're seeing in the world out there. Now, you mentioned the need to be able to scale, but that has several layers of importance, not the least of which is the ability to scale along with other digital needs and transformations. It's all, it all has to work together, ultimately. Correct. So what you'll see and, and what we've seen in the world are the, I guess, an awareness from the, the voice architects of the world that uh, uh, everything is, is more accessible and they have more control over it because they're premised on open standards or open source, if you will. And when they start thinking about their data in general, if they can get their data, all their data into common formats, then they have the ability to go upstream in value and apply rules for biometrics or customer experience or business intelligence. And the data scientists who've been screaming for this kind of information for years now have access to, I wouldn't say unlimited, unlimited but a vast trove of, uh, of information that they can act on and, and, and uh, process and extract value for their enterprises that they work for. Well, as companies start to shift their thinking from purchasing a proprietary solution to the magic word that you just said, or the magic phrase, open source, companies are, I assume, are wanting to take more of a personal in-house approach to this voice capture platform. That takes a lot of resources and manpower. I guess there's there's two parts to that. The uh, 
open standards means that basically the world is following that and there's access to expertise and knowledge at a much broader scale than than proprietary solutions so that's kind of the first point there's there's just way more people in the world that have knowledge and experience about the kinds of things that are deploying so as the standards become prevalent like as I, as mentioned previously in the internet and networks and telephony then it really isn't you know it's it's less work to maintain something based on an open standard than it is a proprietary standard. You don't need specialists to maintain open standards. You just need people that are, are versed in that kind of technology and you have a greater access to it. So that's kind of the, the first point to it. And once people can kind of take the, the ownership and control, you know, if they can build with modern and open uh, and adaptable platforms that improves the quality access and control they have over their their architecture and their environment and they have the freedom and flexibility to build solutions independent of the capture unit so more ownership equals more control and more control means you can control your strategy instead of asking somebody's permission to access data you can use the data and repurpose the data any way that moves the needle for your operation now, as companies take more uh, ownership and, and regain sort of uh, control of these internal processes, that allows, I mean, there's a real measurable ROI. There's a reason to do that. Uh, even if it's just something as simple as call recording or quality monitoring, um, their liability issues. I mean, this is not a small development. This is a, a big conscious effort that I don't know what percentage of companies do you think need to do this? Is it a hundred? I would say it eventually will be a hundred. And I, I like to use the comparison to voicemail. Voicemail started off as a uh, proprietary on-site application that if you were a small law office back in the day, you would have to maybe invest 50 or $60,000 to get a voicemail system and have it maintained by somebody for maybe $10,000 a year, and you had voicemail. And then, lo and behold, somebody said it would be a good idea to purchase a voicemail company and build voicemail at a network level or at an architecture level. And so now those same people that were paying $40,000 and $10,000 a year now just could pay $40 a person per month for access to voicemail and they could scale up or down based on demand. So I think it's the same analog that you see with uh, with voice recording, particularly if you know voice recording for compliance and performance and risk management purposes, CPR, that's always been kind of like the, the what you wrap your arms around in terms of why people record. But now where you can use AI tools that can automatically convert it to text and, and and parse that data and categorize it and create a lot more value for you, uh, maybe customer service related, maybe avoiding, uh, avoiding product liability lawsuits, perhaps identifying fraudsters by, by their voice or providing a, uh, a marketing strategy, depending on how they use their data. There's a lot more value in 
repurposing conversational data than there is voicemail. So I think eventually it will be a common application that everybody, every call center, every business enterprise in the world will be using. So the sooner it moves to an architectural component, part of your voice uh, design groups thinking, the sooner you can build all those myriad of services on top of it that, again, get value back to your organization as opposed to just thinking of it as kind of dead data. Now it's alive data and you can be a data-driven business as opposed to uh, reacting to data. You can, you can set strategy based on what you've discovered. This seems to be just completely logical. And now that it's accessible, is there a use that you see or a benefit that you see from this move that might surprise some people? Well, I, I give you a couple of uh, use cases. So the, the one that everybody talks about are the call center with, with uh, you know, automated text and email and web and all the kind of automation tools that exist out there. Uh, consumers of the world are, are very, very educated. And when they speak to a call center agent, there's no longer any easy calls. Their calls are that you have a very informed consumer that has specific questions, sometimes detailed questions. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the, the, the call center agent to perform. So a real simple application for this is, okay, well, if you can take that conversational data in real time and at scale, uh, start making associations with the data you're hearing with the customer and all the intelligence you have around that, you can start providing real-time coaching or real-time nudging or assistance to the agent while the uh, customer's on the call so you get a favorable outcome on the call as opposed to having uh, the call center agents kind of struggle through the call. So that's a pretty simple one. Uh, in the doctor's world, uh, they're talking about recording every conversation a doctor has because when you start recording everything a doctor says and does and interaction with the patient, whether that's in a room or whether it's on a phone or whether it's with a nurse, those sequence events can be automated to help uh, with billing. Those can be automated to, uh, to help with uh, drugs, making sure the inappropriate drugs are not given to, to people. They can be automated to help insurance claims process the interaction. So payments made, there's, uh, there's almost a, a limited number of ways that if you repurpose data at, uh, at scale, you know, it doesn't always have to be real time, but in a meaningful way that, uh, that people can act on it, then you start expediting and automating a number of processes that are related to that and you improve outcomes for everybody. Doctors happier, can see more patients, nurses are happier, uh, they get less complaints, pharmacies are happier, they're not uh, they're removing risk in terms of uh, giving the wrong drugs, insurance companies are happier because uh, they know it's been handled properly and the the patient's happier because they're spending less time managing their process. It's being managed for them. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know, the thought of bringing this technology and or feature or platform into a business, my initial thought is, oh man, that is super involved, extremely complex. You're talking weeks of ramp up and training and deployment and Oof, that seems like a really big task to take on. And then I take a moment to glance at the website. I was wrong. You can start getting answers today. 
It's true. It's, you know, for instance, our, our particular software, uh, and it depends how involved it is. If you're deploying it across an enterprise, of course, it's going to take some time, but it's a fraction of the time and effort it would take to deploy, uh, say, a proprietary piece of software. But, you know, I, I think what's really interesting is when you start speaking about if we're the capture engine and that goes in pretty, you know, like say efficiently, if you will. And then the services that are built on top of it, let's say, let's just take speech analytics as an example. They're, they're the leading speech analytics company as, uh, as defined by Forrester and their AI-fueled speech analytics system. They've figured out a way to take a process where it would take you several weeks to uh, get to the point where you could get through your categorization and kind of like the, the baseline of the value you're trying to extract from your solution. Uh, they've automated that process, and now it's, it's a matter of hours. You can plug a piece of software in and start extracting value or seeing the value that you can, you can build upon. Uh, uh, so that, that is definitely a, a shift in, in the way that the, the, the companies that are leveraging the web and open technologies have uh, been able to react and, and speed up the ability to deliver value much quicker. This is one of those situations where it's not if a company is going to decide to do this. The question is, why would a company decide not to do this? Yeah, I think you're probably right. The uh, So if you own and control your, your voice data, just will be specific to that, you can share it with anybody you would like to share it with. And sharing it is as simple as, you know, moving data from point A to point B. And that can be, you can predetermine that to happen uh, in real time, or you can predetermine that to happen at intervals. It can go to one group, it can go to 20 groups. It doesn't matter. Once you own your data, you can repurpose it in any way you want. So your ability to, to leverage that data with other resources in a developing uh, AI-fueled uh, speech analytics and voice biometric and real-time agent assist and customer experience world it's it's not limited you know now you have the freedom and ability to move data as you choose fit to see and get the results you want to achieve and from the vendors you want and what's really interesting about this is if you're a small business you're like well geez that sounds complicated it's going to cost a lot of money and you know there there's people that if they say if you want speech analytics uh, they may say well you know, it's going to be four cents a minute for for you to to uh, for us to do speech analytics for you, and here's the results you're going to see, and you can see that in a in a matter of days, and you can make a determination if there's enough value in there. If you're spending four cents a minute, what's my return on that four cents a minute? So you can get to a decision rather quickly, and based on getting to that decision, then you can build upon that and, and you know, continue uh, to build out other value solutions. I certainly hope that whatever AI is parsing out this conversation is kind to me and, and gives me, you know, at least, I don't know, a B plus. I hope, I don't know. I'm all of a sudden, I'm very nervous, Steve. <laughs> well, I guess uh, that's one way to look at it. I, I don't know. I'd look at... Uh, I, I think it's a function of time. If, if you look at it in the, the grand scale of things, people, if you save time, you save money. And if you save time, you can do something else. And if that applies to the business or in your personal life, you're always trying to capture that elusive time, right? Trying to 
how do I, how do I cheat time? How do I get time? Because that is a finite resource out there. So I think the, what, the, what excites me about the world of, of digital transformation and using voice to accelerate, voice capture to accelerate that part of it is you're going to be able to recapture a lot of time and I'm going to have shorter interactions with people instead of spending 20 minutes on a phone call I might have to spend seven and I get a better result and I can take those 13 minutes of time and use it for something else in my life and uh, I think that's the exciting part if you look at it from a, a user perspective it's going to make their life easier because it's going to get them to better outcomes faster and it's going to make the companies that deploy it happier because if you get a happy customer <laughs> with the right outcome uh, it's going to be creating value within their enterprise so it's, it's a win-win situation i feel that i got an amazing return on investment for the past 20 minutes of our time i feel smarter and ultimately that's a win-win situation for me. And the reason I feel smarter is because I had a conversation with the CEO of Orex. That's O-R-E-C-X, Steve Kaiser. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome, Sean. Thank you.